Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, uh, hands up who's used a jerk sock from uh, Cobras and Fire (laughs) (laughs) you're listening to the Cobras and Fire podcast 2017 year in review I hope you like a clip show because we got a clip show Cobras and Fire, the 2017 Retrospective Spectacular. My name is Baco, and other than the clips you'll be hearing throughout the show, I will not be joined by my pleasant and attractive co-host, Luce Cannon. For our last episode of the year, we're going to kind of take a look back at the year that was 2017, and in almost every measurable category, it was a pretty big you know, boost for the Cobras and Fire podcast and everything from listens to getting out to broken bones. We broke two bones uh, this year, none in any previous years. So that's a 200% increase there. We got to fly out to Nashville. We saw Gene Simmons and Ace Freely play in St. Paul. And we continued to week after week serve up what we consider quality entertainment for your ear holes. As 2018 is right around the corner, you may be wondering, do they plan on getting bigger and better over there at Cobras and Fire? And I have one answer. Absolutely. Drink. So for now, enjoy some clips of our favorite bits from 2017. And one of the things that we did in 2017 was firmly embrace making horrible impressions of people you probably don't even know. One of the ones that got the biggest response was our celebrity roast of all the podcasters attending the Rockin' Pod Expo, uh, featuring, of course, Paul Stanley and Doc McGee. Welcome, everybody, to the first Nashville Rockin' Pod Expo Celebrity Roast. We've got a lot of great guests lined up for you tonight. We're going to get the evening started off with a couple of special people I believe a lot of you know out there. 
I'm talking about Doc McGee and Paul Stanley. Thank you. I'm Paul Stanley. And I'm Doc McGee. People, I'd like to say it's an honor to be here, but I only agreed to this to take a gig away from Eddie Trump. Oh, oh yeah. Looking out and seeing the faces of the top podcasters in the world, I can truly say that I'm grateful I'll be leaving soon. Oh, yeah. You know, I was talking to some people backstage before, and they were telling me it's helpful to picture you the audience naked when speaking in public. But if it's all right with you, I'd rather picture you wearing more clothes. Oh, yeah. That said, those of us in the world who have actual lives are very proud to see so many of you outside of your basements. Oh, yeah. Hey, Paul, do you mind if I take a crack at this? I've always wanted to do a roast. Doc McGee, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Thank you, thank you. Well, I gotta tell you, people, well done picking Millennium Hall. What is this venue named after the last year somebody booked it? It must have been difficult to find a location within walking distance of a Piggly Wiggly and a salvage yard. Is this thing on? I got a question too. Are those hookers or valet attendants outside? No, seriously. I need to know because I handed the one with the mustache and face herpes my keys. Let me step in here, Doc. You kinda you kinda killing the vibe here. Read the room. Uh I'm sorry, maybe there's a reason I work off stage. Continue, Paul, you're the star. Never in history has this much useless knowledge been in one room. You all know a lot of facts, people. Too bad it's kids' facts. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Julian Gill from Kiss FAQ, people. Julian, I gotta tell you, anytime someone asks me why I never leave my cabin on the Kiss cruise, I just have them read the message board on Kiss FAQ. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Seriously, you guys are terrifying. And speaking of people making a career out of talking about me, three sides of the coin, people. Looking at mock zucchini, it's more like three sides with every meal. Am I right? <laughs> and what exactly is Tommy's role on the show? Earbud model? That guy chimes in less than the doorbell at Bramble's house. Get it? You got no friends, Michael. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Three sides of the coin. The number one kiss podcast. Your family must be so proud. Being the number one kiss podcast is a lot like being the best-selling Amish rapper. Oh, yeah! Or maybe the best-looking man at a podcast expo. Hey, Paul, you're killing it. You might as if I take another another round. Doc McGee, well, oh yeah. Give it up for Chris Sinzak from Decibel Geek, the world's leading authority on Vinnie Vincent. You know, <clears throat> you know, that's like being the world's authority on GoBots. No one cares. How did you end up picking Vinnie anyway? Was local H taken? Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. 
That's covered by your co-host, Aaron Camaro. You know, Aaron, you do know this isn't a headbands and sunglass expo, right? Two types of people wear sunglasses inside. Blind people and assholes. Sorry, I take that back, Aaron. I got my notes screwed up. I didn't mean to call you an asshole. That term is reserved exclusively for Billy Hardaway. <laughs> Everyone, Josh Toomey of the Talk Toomey Podcast is here tonight. Give it up! I do have one question, Josh. If you're here, who's interviewing the drummer from the Cottonmouth Kings this week? Now, Josh, you do know you can turn down interviews, right? You know, eventually you're going to hit rock bottom and end up having one of the hosts from Cobras and Fire on your show. Speaking of that show, have you ever heard of Cobras and Fire? Me either. I do know that one of the hosts is named Loose Cannon. If you ever met him, he's the one whose face you want to punch. came first, Luce? The word smug or you? What a dumb fucking stage name. Was Loose Bowels already taken? You should have picked that as everything that comes out of you is shit. I agree, Doc. I almost felt bad for his co-host, Baco, and then I met him. Well, oh, yeah. At least his band recommendations will help you decide what not to buy. Among the many things I will take away from this Rockin' Pod Expo, people, is that I can now tell my friends and family that I, Paul Stanley, was once in the same room as Baco. People, is there a word that means the opposite of name dropping? Oh, yeah! Before I go, there's just something I'd like to say to all of you. Get a life. Get some exercise. Maybe take a shower once in a while. And that HR woman at your work, well, she was just being polite when she said she liked your kiss tie. She doesn't really care that the girl from Sons of Anarchy sang on Gene's solo album. Your office doesn't have a water cooler, people. It has a tank of tears from how sad you are. Thanks for all your money. Shop Kiss Online and... Fuck you, Eddie Trunk! Hey.
Thank you, everybody, for coming out to the Jerk Sock Memorial. It's comforting to see so many, you know, familiar and friendly faces uh, come together uh, in, in a moment of grief. We have a couple of uh, of, of those familiar faces that uh, have some some things they'd like to share with all of us um, about about the Jerk Sock. So, uh, first up is uh, Loose Cannon. Loose. And thanks everybody coming here today. Um, I'd just like to say a few words. It, it's a very hard day, so I just need to get through this, okay? Dearly beloved multi-purpose footwear, we are gathered here today to get through this thing we call a bit. We beat off this joke into the ground forever, and that's a mighty long time. But after the expo, I'm here to tell you, we need to move on to something else. A jerk sock funeral. You let us release our never-ending happiness into you. And always held our love gone day or night. So before you burn up in a pile of smoke like Loose Cannon's house in Beverly Hills, you know the one, the tragedy in his life uses a punchline on the show. You were the greatest expo merch of all time and made a butt-hurt podcaster lose his mind, baby. I know it's a hard sock life, and things are so much worse for you than pantyhose and lederhosen. But as a growl towel, you're on your own. And as your ashes begin to rain down, go crazy. Baco, you have the floor. Thanks a lot, Luz. It's, uh, it was just, that was beautiful. Um, it's a tough day. It's a tough day for all of us. For a guy, you know, who gave us, you know, who was there for so many happy endings, this is a sad ending. Um, I don't use a jerk sock. I use jeans wig. Oh, yeah. Not cool, Paul. Not cool. You know, as much as we always know this day is coming... It doesn't make it any easier to get through. When I first met my last jerk sock, he was as white as the salt fields of Bolivia, just a fresh piece of poly cotton blend with a little elastic at the end. Over the years, Krusty, I called him Krusty. <laughs> you can probably infer why. Old Krusty became more than a sock coming off the bench for mop-up duty. He was a trusty, confident, as he was a spooge collector. In the end, he felt like an extension of me. But the years of DNA collection had taken its toll, and which is why we're all here today. But Saki, I called him Saki sometimes. Saki would not want us to mourn. He would want us to run down to Walmart, pick up a six-pack of Hanes gym socks, the latest issue of Us Weekly, and erect a toast. So here's to you, Krusty. May there be many more just as sturdy at doing what has to be the grossest job. Salutes!
being in Canada what is the main challenge to to doing another US tour because it's been a, a little bit conversation the, chal- the challenge is money um, <laughs> right America is a very big country and in order to tackle it properly you you need money tour tour support and that doesn't come easily these days due to the state of the music industry Um We've done all kinds of tours in America for years. Actually, since year one of our band, we only wanted to tour America. We didn't want to tour Canada. But, you know, money is makes it hard for a band to tour. It's, it, America is, is one country, but really I, I feel it's like 50 countries. You know, like each state is, is a country unto itself, and it's really hard for a band to to keep going and going and going and, and – um, that's the biggest barrier, really. Uh, it has nothing else other than that. It just boils down to money. If if we were able to do it, if everybody got behind it, then it would be great. But you can't tour on a kind of a B level where we are or a C level. Uh, you can't tour America and expect to come out of it having your rent paid. You, you, you can't do that. If we could tour America constantly and, and tour, but that that means like me living in my mom's basement, and I, I it's it's really hard. It, it really boils down to that. Um, people ask us all the time, like, why aren't you coming to San Diego, and why aren't you coming back to Boston, and and why aren't you coming back to you know Austin? Well, we'd love to, and I'm not ruling it out. We would love to do that. Um, it's just we just have to make sure that. It's a right tour. The last tour we did of America was the Uproar Tour, and that was a touring festival type thing. And under those conditions, we we, we said yes because it, a lot of things were taken care of um, that we didn't have to worry about, including you know having an audience show up. You know, we were kind of um, uh, piggybacking off of other bands' audiences. You know, and and that's how we did it in Europe.
thoughts on the holodio? The hologram deal? Yeah, great question. Because we, I was talking about this with somebody the other day. I, I met the, um, I met the guy Jeff Pizzuti who created the deal hologram. I saw the clips online and I, I liked. I thought it was good. Um, you obviously, as a fan, you kind of have, you know, you debate in your head. You have mixed kind of feelings about it. But you know, he and I talked about it for about a good half hour um, at this uh, award show in New York. And he just said to me at the end, he goes, bottom line, dude, would you go see it? Hmm. And I said, if we're, we're just cutting right to the right to the chase. Yeah, I, I really would. And I will go see it if it comes around, because I know the people in Ronnie's camp care about him. They love him and they wouldn't let it be done in, in a crappy way. You know, I know that it's going to be done. You know, it's going to be done in a respectful, proper way. So, yeah, I'm thumbs up on it. But I, I totally get if, like, if you tell me you think it's the worst thing ever, I could see your side of it, too. Because what happened was is that Paul called Doc and said he can't do it. You have the tape, correct? Yeah, yeah. Should we, should we play it? Play it. Hey, this is Doc. Doc, this is Paul Stanley of Kiss. Hey, how you doing, Paul? Say, um, 
Uh, someone just told me that you're gonna be uh, doing a, an interview with uh, Eddie Trunk. Is that is that correct? Of course. Yeah. No. Pull it up in the Sirius XM studio right now. What's going on with you today? You can't do it, Doc. Yeah. I was. Oh, wait a second. But I was actually at. I was. I was doing a pleasantry with you. What's going on with you today? Yeah. I'm sorry, Doc. I don't have time for the pleasantries. Um. You can't do it. Okay. You just can't. What do you mean? I'm Doc McGee. I've managed Skid Row. I've managed, uh, who else did I manage? Motley Crue, that's right. And I managed Kiss. So that's why right. can't I do it? I don't like Eddie. Okay. He doesn't, he doesn't dress very nice. He does look like a lot of times, like he just woke up in a shrub. It's like, has he ever heard of a silk shirt? He definitely hasn't. I don't even think he's heard of an iron or, uh, a comb or possibly I soap. But hey, it's a radio, he's a radio man. What do you care? What do you care about his what do you care about his fashion? You're telling me I can't listen, do you see what I wear? Do you think I why can't I go talk to him? Doc, Doc? Yes. Have you seen have you seen his shoes? His shoes are despicable. It's like he doesn't even get them cleaned. It's like have some self respect. Who looks at a man's shoes? You ever watch Shawshank Redemption? Doc, I wear seven inch platform heels for a living. That is true. I look at everybody's shoes. You can't do the interview, Doc. You just can't. Okay? But why, Paul? Why? But why? Because you want to keep your kids in their private school, right? You want to keep getting that money from Kiss? You gotta, you gotta say no. I don't like him. He's fat. <laughs> I think you just insulted me, sort of. Yes. <laughs> look, you don't Doc. like me. You don't like me either. And, and by the way, I haven't bought new shoes for five years. So that shows how much attention you pay me. I mean, Paul, what kind of relationship have you got here? Doc, you know, I was thinking maybe you and I could go out for dinner right now. What do you think? And do what? What? what yeah, you know, what? have something to eat. You know, just have, you know, if you're not busy right now, you could just not do what you're doing right now, and then you and I go get something to eat. You know, maybe talk about the band and uh, things that we can do to make lots of money. You know, but uh, don't do any trunk. You can't do it, Doc. Well, I really want to talk about that Sebastian Bach guy in my, my crazy days with Motley Crue. Yeah, he's only going to ask you about me. He only cares about Paul Stanley. Are you sure? I'm positive. He's fat. <laughs> well, all right, Paul. You're the boss. What can I say? But let me, can you, what about if I, what about if I get a veto? What about if I get a veto if I talk to Gene and I get both Eric and Tommy to both say, hold yeah, on, go yeah, ahead. Hold, yeah, hold on. Gene's right here. Uh, yeah, Doc, this is Gene Simmons of Kiss. You can't do it. Paul said no. I'm out. I'm going to tell you right now that that's not Gene Simmons. Paul, that's you doing Gene Simmons. And you being around him all these years, you should be ashamed, ashamed of yourself for being you know, doing such You know what, Doc? Just, Doc, just don't do the damn interview. Jesus Christ. That's okay? fine. That's fine. Look, just uh, turn, turn. That's all right. I, I felt like just, going Just uh, tell him you... Tell him you didn't know that Eddie Trunk was the host of the Eddie Trunk show. It'll totally fuck with him.
tokenized the whoopee stick in the ham wallet? Yeah, I mean, it was earlier today I did. <laughs> how about how about uh, how about how about uh, batter dipping the cranny axe in the gut locker? <laughs> well, you know, when I was younger, but not 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 a long time. How about uh, <laughs> how, how about how about cattle prodding the oyster ditch with a lap rocket? <laughs> What about marinating the nether rod in the squish mitten? Okay, now you're just getting ridiculous. <laughs> okay. One last one, though. Mm-hmm. And this this one maybe as you've done. Have you ever pressure washed the quiver bone in the bitch wrinkle? Uh, not since I gave up church. Angela, you have Angela. 
I became someone that was one for sock at some point. <laughs> so Bible, you would have those big gym socks. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. And they were plentiful. As a matter of fact, I had bags of them unopened. You know, they would come like packaged. Sometimes they'd have like a band around like six of them. You know what I'm Typically talking about. Typically the thickest and most absorbent of the sock family. Exactly. I, I've gotten to the point where no matter how much I've sworn off the big M, it's going to happen. And like I said, it happens usually as soon as you get home from school. Yeah. If the channel was changed, you heard a bird outside. <laughs> it didn't, it happened, took almost you know, nothing. I had to figure out a system. And I saw my socks and I thought this could work. So when you said jerk socks to me, I'm like, no, that's that's my thing. Wow. I that. Listen, nobody what you guys have done is you've you we're all coming out. You know, we we've all experienced this. We all know what's going on. Right. It brought so, people together. It's bringing people together one jerk sock at a time. that I was able to, with my former balance bandmate, come up with four really good new songs that I could get the talent that I wanted to on there. Right on. Um, and actually, I got a bunch of questions related to that. Uh, but you have a very wide-spanning career. If it's okay with you, I thought I would touch on your career a little bit, and then we'd end the whole thing with uh, getting into digging right into the record. Is that cool? Of course. All right. 
Um, well, I'm gonna just—I'm not gonna get into Kiss a whole lot because I think you've covered it quite a bit. Uh, but I do have a couple questions. Like when you tried out for Kiss in 1973, you know, I've—I've I've heard a bunch of stories, and maybe because you were there, you could clarify uh, something that might you know help some of the nerds that will tune into this. And they've been told that there's like um, as many as like 50 people over a couple days, and and just considering where they were at the time, that seems kind of high. Uh, does that seem right? I mean, I mean, how did you, you know, decide to like? I'm going to go down and check them out. I mean, was it really just an well, ad in the paper? They took an ad in the Village Voice. They may have, you know, done some, uh, you know, talking to musician friends and seeing who else was available. But as far as I knew, it was mainly the uh, the ad in the Village Voice, and I highly doubt that there were 50 people. I, I highly doubt that there were even 10 or 12. Okay, um, <laughs> I have no idea though. You'd have to ask them. But now that you mention it, when I'm on the cruise, which, you know, I don't know if you know, but my brother and I are going to be playing an hour set on the, on the Kiss, Kiss cruise. cruise coming up in November. So uh, I, I'll ask Gene and Paul, you know, so somebody asked me, if, you know, an interview. Uh, <laughs> you know, so, Baco, I'll be able to get your question. Gene said that they had 17 people okay. <laughs> or eight people or whatever it is. Right on. Uh, well, I'll be looking to hear. The, I'll be definitely checking for that answer to pop up on Blabbermouth or something like that. There you go. Um, well, when you were there, now Ace was right after you. Is that actually, that's totally accurate, correct? Correct. All right. Now, this next question is kind of an oddball, and it's probably been asked to you, but I promise you I've never actually heard it. It's just not that clever of a question. But with, at the time that you were trying out for him, did you have hair? I did.
there, rock is not dead, it's hiding, and you're listening to Cobras and Fire with Gunnar Nelson, your close personal friend. Yeah, it's not like you're a Packer fan like Aaron Camaro. Oh, Jesus. Hey, speaking of him, uh, you posted something that I jumped on and then, of course, took to my own page and shared, which is the ridiculousness of Local H winning that uh, um, Metallica thing. But but I don't know if you heard the latest. Uh, Local H was actually doing a um, uh, a contest for the fans to where they could like all enter and, and, and enter as many times as they wanted and they would draw and somebody would win VIP access and backstage free tickets to any local H show they wanted to. And it turns out local H won that contest. <laughs> they won. The, so they they'll know, be actually, uh, backstage at their own show. Nice. Well, at least somebody will. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know, what's her. great is, is not only did they do that, but they also put in for the uh, Ernie Ball Battle of the Band stage at the Warp Tour, and they got it too. So summer tour plans for Local <sighs> H is looking up, man. It's 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 great, and they might be playing a high school Battle of the Bands here here in uh, Southern Indiana soon. So look out for that. And just to clarify, <laughs> despite the uh, Battle of the Bands coming up there in Clarksville, um, you and I are in the same page as far as why we have an issue with this right it has absolutely nothing to how kick-ass or how much we hate the band correct it has nothing to do with our feelings personally about them they just shouldn't have been eligible and i think i saw mark striegel mention it and 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 i think he he nailed it this reeks of a live nation kind of thing you know what i mean where it's just kind of set up and dealt with and See, I get it, and I get people saying that it's some sort of payola backdoor scheme, but I mean... That might be a bit uh, extreme, uh, but they put them in the contest. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, getting them in the contest is one thing, and I kind of ranted about this on my last episode uh, with Wednesday 13. Um, Towards the end of my episode, I kind of went off on a rant, and you know, it's it's far-fetched to say that anyone would pay any amount of money or, or any kind of like rigged contest to get local H on this bill. Right. The, no, I, the, the I don't thing, think that's what happened. I do. They don't have the local H background, you know. And I know local right. H is 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 not exactly maintain the level of of success where they peaked. But God bless them for keeping it going. I I love that. But yeah. this, I'm sorry, man. This this shouldn't have been for you. Yeah, this contest wasn't for a band that was on spins. 1998 albums of the year. Yeah, know? exactly. Or, I mean. I, I don't know. And it's, and once again, it comes back around to, you can't argue this with a local H fan because that's their favorite band and they want their favorite band to open for Metallica. What I'm arguing is I don't care if this was, you know, Dishwalla, better than Ezra, uh, the toadies, which I would love to see the toadies. I'd have been all over that, but <laughs> you, you know, like a band like that, that had their spotlight and you know, I, I, to the death argued with a lot of people online. And it's not like, you know, that's probably the worst thing you could have done was arguing with anybody yeah. about this, but it's but the one thing. Yeah. Right. It's just, it's just, none of those bands should have been in this contest. It should be for no. somewhat of a brand new band. I mean, I mean, hell if, if, you know, mothership's out there touring with Crowbots and, and Wilson, I mean, that's a pretty sweet tour right there, but they haven't broken through and they're, they're not doing the festivals and they no, haven't and had them a in a bar. You know what I mean? Yeah. But- so, I don't know. It's 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 a whole lot of mess right there.
dark out right now. I can't believe I'm Doc McGee, and I can't find Paul Stanley's house. Hmm. I've got to get there for a roast. I'm a bit late. i got to get rolling here, but my GPS... Ugh. My battery's dead. My battery's dead in my car. <coughs> I've got a really rough throat right now, too. I might have to walk. I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't believe I'm Doc McGee, and I can't make it to Paul Stanley's house. I hope somebody can save me. It's dark, it's spooky, it's Halloween. Doc! Oh! Hey, hey Doc, it's me, Eddie! Eddie? Eddie who? Hey, it's me, Eddie Trunk! Ugh, I know where Paul Eddie. lives. Eddie Trunk. Yes, it's only about like, it's only like two hours away. I got a UFO box that we can listen to on the way there. Time I was somebody else in another life. I sold myself way back then, back when I was new. Somewhere down the line, I started to slip. Years gone by. Gossip Magazine. Stop! <laughs> well done. People! Well, oh, yay! Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you ready? You set me up very good, yes. <laughs> okay, let's try this again. Take two. Mm-hmm. Paul, what is your favorite celebrity gossip magazine? People! <laughs> nice. And what 
um, is your favorite Barbra Streisand song? People! And um, what's that Depeche Mode song? How does it go? People! Uh, people! That's it. That's the one. And oh, then, yeah! <laughs> and then one more. Uh... What there was this band from the seventies. Uh, they sang a song called YMCA. They were the Village People. That's the one. <laughs> oh yeah. Love it. So that goes on for like six hours. Yeah. It really can. Craig and I were like hanging over our balconies on the Kiss Cruise because our rooms are next to each other, yeah. like yelling this back and forth to each other. We're like, if you can't sleep, you count sheeple. Like sheeple. We just kept going and. <laughs> Star was a good guess though. Yeah, bad too. Sorry, I should have fed you that. <laughs> You're like, star? I'm not your stepping stone. I'm not your stepping stone. You try to make your mark in society. Using all the tricks that you used to make You're reading all those high-fashion magazines The clothes you wear in girl comes in public scenes I'm not your stepping stone I'm not your stepping stone I'm not your stepping stone These are in no particular order, but my first one I'm going to talk about is Cheap Trick. And All right. What do you think about Cheap Trick? I mean, a lot of people like the, the really... They have a very passionate core group of fans that seem to think that everybody in the world just doesn't get it. You know, I, I, I think I've been exposed to an awful lot of them, and I get it about right. I think mean, Rob Kern loves these guys. Yeah, I mean, a lot of what you're saying, I think I consider cheap talk with trick, trick chat, but I'll, <laughs> I'll let it go. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, you can, who, who also you can meet in uh, Nashville. And, uh, <laughs> That's right. One of, those, one of Ken Mills' 75 podcasts. Yeah. Yes? Yeah, Ken Mills is representing uh, three quarters of the uh, uh, podcast world. He actually has a, he has a podcast called the, the Ken Mills Podcast about Ken Mills as well I think no we, I, I don't think he does maybe you and I should do it we should probably do Ken, Ken Mills where all we do is talk about all of his podcasts Ken Mills <laughs> there you go talk about a weekly roundup of his podcasts yeah Ken but Mills no. is also a big fan of Cheap Trick and, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, and the Monkees so and, 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 and designer of many of our uh, of the, the Decibel Geek t-shirts that you wear that he is the I don't know if you know that he actually did the graphic for that I did, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, okay. I, I didn't anyway. right away. I found out along the line, though. I think that was on the Ken Mills graphic tee <laughs> shirts that I make podcast. <laughs> Ken Mills has a podcast about decibel geek t-shirt graphics. <laughs> <laughs> okay, crack another beer for this.
important stuff, and that's dicks. So mm. I just got a, I got a question to ask you, and, and I know this is getting a little personal, but we got personal last time. So have you ever sent anybody as a joke or as a way to arouse somebody a dick pic? I don't know. Hold on a second. Oh, God. This is Rob. Yes, Rob. I'm glad you could join us too on this conference call. I just want to let you inform you. I'm sorry to let you know this last minute, but Baco will not be able to join us today for your special episode from being a very valuable uh, member of our audience by contributing $50 to our GoFundMe. Thank you, Rob. Thank you. But it's going to be you and me today. Is that okay? So Baco's late. Or no, he's, or, not gonna, he's not going to be here at all. So you're going to get my full attention, and it's just going to be you and me, a special edition, Cobras and Fire. Oh, he's not. He's on the show. Is he? It, did something? Is? Did he's in the hospital? No, he's just. Uh, oh, thank this God! Third of, of July. This is the only time we <sighs> could do this, and he apparently is the only person that is actually working on the third of July. Um, so yeah, so it's just you and me, full attention, $50 worth, uh, everybody. It's, it's Rob Underwood, the world's largest Rory Erickson fan. Welcome to the show. Well, it, well, that, I mean, uh, see, I'm, I mean, it's 50 bucks and that was, you know, Baco experience was really what I was looking for. Yeah. And you know, the loose cannon, it, but 
Yeah. So you're, you so don't do think I get a refund or, you know, what's... Refund of what? You want 25 bucks back? Half? No, no. Uh, 40 would do it, I think. So you're saying um, I'm, I'm valued at 10 out of the 50. I'm rounding up. talk to somebody uh, because the combat and metal podcast is a rock and metal podcast. Jesus Christ. Rock and metal combat podcast is no longer on stage. Yes, yes. Nobody can say... You ought to hear... We couldn't hear anything. No, but you ought to hear like the fucking... The IDs we've done for the show where we meet people at the show and like, hey, can you do an ID? And they're like, rock and metal, you know. We have the same thing. Yeah. It doesn't flow off the tongue. I wanted to call the show Rock Cocks. C O triple X. I thought that was great. It's catchy, like herpes. Your mother catchy, knows all like, about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I was like, She's I was listening like, too. Yeah, exactly. I love, I love Mrs. Buckham, um, <laughs> and she loves me for a minimum fee. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, yeah, I know what it's all about to try to get somebody to say your name. You know what's funny is like the only people who can get to say it right are rock stars who are straight. D Snyder. I met D Snyder, straight edge guy. Right, right, right. Nailed it right off the bat. Sure. You know, I tried to get every member of Down, and they're like, you know, like, <laughs> like, hold on, they're like flipping the bubble, you know, so they don't, you know, inject it. You know, like, ah, uh, rock and uh, uh, Baco. And I'm like, no, it's Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. 
That's so, very difficult. Yeah, I feel we have the pain. same thing when we try to do ours. And ours yeah. is just rocks not dead. It's hiding, and that's it. And, it, and they fuck it up. They're like hiding oh, yeah. in rock. It's is, horrible. Yeah. If you haven't figured it out by now, we're talking to Ian Wadley from the yes, sir. Rock and Metal Combat podcast. Hello. Oh, How are you doing out there in Internet yes. land? And yeah, just yeah. so you know, he's vaping. Yes. Yes, yes, yeah. So I'm half gay. <laughs> hmm. Hello. That, so the vaping part of you is the part that likes Sammy Hagar. <laughs> <laughs> no, no part of me likes Sammy. Even sucking dick doesn't make you that gay. Yeah. My favorite subject. Go ahead. We need to talk about how certain things about you affect other people. Okay, sure. In a good way, I'm sure. N- not necessarily. There, don't get me wrong. There are some good things. Mm-hmm. But what I needed to talk to you about was some of the not so good things, like you, the way you are. You you have a tendency to treat almost everything in your life as a disposable item. 
Absolutely, and I do. I'm actually throwing this this glass I just had um, <laughs> drank out of and throwing it in the trash right now. It's made of glass. This is obviously a piece of shit. I'm going to throw this away. Okay. Um, well, see, that's what Can I'm talking gone. about. What you're saying is is kind of hurtful and destructive. And Why is that hurtful? Well, those are my things. And uh, it's just a, it says Joe's Lounge. Is this very? It has in camel. You don't smoke anymore. It you know how many anymore. packs of cigarettes I had to smoke to get that? <laughs> oh, this was you earned this. Yes. You, you were that asshole that sent away for these things. Yes, I. And you just called me an asshole. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. You have this destructive uh, attitude towards the people in I'm your life. I'm surprised they don't actually give like parts. Of your, you have to send in parts of your lung that are burnt. Why don't we talk about why you feel the need to dispose of everything in your life? So you're steering the conversation back. Why? Why? What do you mean? I want to destroy everything. What do you? What do you mean? I'm gonna get this fucking microphone's a piece of shit and throw it away. Look at this thing. Dusty. This stuff is dusty. There's no reason to have this in here if it has dust in it. Loose. They fucking these things. Um, what? You, what? Are you? Do you even hear yourself? Uh, yeah, I am not deaf. Okay, I would well, not be able to do this podcast if I couldn't hear you. So I don't understand even what you're. Well, trying to say it sounds there. like you're not even like listening. You hear me? Right, go ahead, say it again. What else? You 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 treat your family and your friends and your CDs like they're a napkin, and you just use once and destroy. So this is a purge thing. Yes. Is that what this is going? This is about your addiction to purging and how you feel the, this necessary act of any time you use something to just get rid of it and dispose it. Because things don't matter. I had my house burned down when I was when I was 17 years old. It turned to ash, just like the jerk socks. The jerk socks are ash. They're fucking gone. They're disposable, just like everything I had. Everything I own is is the earlier is the oldest thing I have is 1991. Do you understand that? Things mean nothing. I don't care. I don't care if Irma destroys your home. It's just shit. It doesn't matter. All your big, your all your houses is just a box full of things. That's all it is. So I don't know what you're saying. I have a fucking issue. Loose. It's not your fault. Well, it did. I burned it down. Okay, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I did not burn it down. Continue your. your it's not your, your fault. Okay, thank you. And? It's not your fault. There's fucking kiss barrels in this house, and I'm going to find them. You have you have to have more. Oh, there is more. I knew it. There's tons, and that's where we have to go. Well. Open. We're gonna we're gonna crack open those things, and you know, pots and sods needs material for their 12 days of, of of Christmas. And maybe I'm just gonna lift off uh, list off the things I'm taking out of the barrel and burning. Loose. What? Have you never seen Goodwill Hunting? It's not your fault. <laughs> It's not your fault. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's not your fault. <sighs> <laughs>
trunk got blown off uh, by uh, Eric Singer at Nam. But yeah, you know Eddie, he's a big timer and in the, he's got a lot of influence. Um, and so apparently, while he was out there, uh, Eric Singer was also there, and uh, Eddie was like probably <laughs> I imagine him like a hundred yards away going Eric. Eric, and he's like running after him and like Eric Singer's like fuck is there a back door yeah I just can't believe he's got he's get, getting uh, I just I mean, want to clear the air but the good thing is you know is is that just like last time is that we have the phone call that happened after between Eric Singer and Eddie Trunk and again we have Aaron Camaro to thank for this I don't know how he does it but uh um, but yeah, so what the the backstory here is that uh, apparently there might have been some validity to what uh, Eddie was saying, and Eric Singer kind of reached out to Eddie to to kind of like just clear the air a little bit and let him know that it, no, no, like nothing personal, bro. So anyway, I, it, do you want to hear it? Yeah, let's hear it, man. Mm. This is Eddie. Hey, Eddie. This is Eric Singer. I play the drums, and I also play the role of the Catman in Kiss. Hey, hey, Eric. Uh, you sound an awful like Doc. Is everything okay? <laughs> I don't know what you mean. This is my normal voice. So Perhaps I, saw, I have a cold. I saw you at Nam. You know, you were kind of. You just see me? I was like, I was, I was yelling, "Hey, Eric! It's me, Eddie!" Hey. I was like, I, I, I was like, Eddie, Eddie over here. It's Eddie. Did you see me? I did. I was waving I did. at you. Did, you. did you see me? I did, Eddie. That's why I'm calling because, you know, I've Because I was I've waving been... and making a lot of noise. I was like, why is he not saying something? Are you going to allow me to speak, Eddie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call... Look, look, Eric, what a lot of people, they don't understand is that when I'm talking, I have almost nothing that I'm going to say that's worth listening to. So carry on. <laughs> uh, yes. So anyway, so the reason... You know that I'm calling back is I wanted to apologize because I didn't mean to blow you off. It's just the fact that yeah, I was like waving it, and yelling, and you just kept walking. I know that we've already established that many times. It's taken a minute almost for for you to set the scene there. Can I continue? Yeah, what was that all about? <laughs> I'm about to tell you, and I, I got to tell you about my whole apology. I'm thinking about retracting it here unless you let me speak. Okay, the floor can I speak? Is, the floor is yours. Thank you. Anyway, so I was calling because I, I didn't mean to be rude. It's just the fact that I am extremely paranoid. I I, I, I think Paul is following me. And when I saw you, you know, I, I thought he was I thought he was right around the corner possibly and I was gonna be in big trouble. I was gonna lose I my gig. I knew it. I knew it. You so knew you, what? You're not mad at me, right? We're still friends? We're absolutely friends. Yeah, We've been Paul, on your show. Paul told what? you not to talk to me. So, yeah, Eddie, I think you're a cool guy. It's just the fact that, you know, I always think Paul's right around the corner. In fact, I'm always so paranoid uh, just to make Paul happy. I've I've, I've bought a whole whole closet full of silk shirts. He likes those. I got Eric, I clean my shoes. I got Eric, who, I, you talk, I've, who are you talking I'm, to? I'm, I'm, I'm even I'm, I'm working. I'm working double shifts at Rock and Brews. Who are you talking I, to, Eric? What? Eric, oh, who are you talking Paul, to? Paul, how are you on the phone? How'd you get on a three way call? It makes no sense. Eric, you're using my house phone. That is true. I'm sorry. Are you I forgot to Eddie Trunk. 
Yes, I'm talking to Eddie. He's a radio man. There's nothing wrong with him. Why can't I talk to him? I told you. I can't. He, he's a radio guy, and you can't talk to him. So please hang up. All right, Paul. Uh, uh, can I still live in your, in, your, in your shed? We'll talk about that once you hang up the phone. Oh, okay. Uh, goodbye, Eddie. I got to go. But, but Eric, I got a couple questions. I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't. I, have so, I was right. <laughs> Paul's out to get me. <laughs> you got to understand something. There's a history here, you guys. Paul Stanley had me banned year, a few years ago from a Kiss mini golf event. Are you kidding me? It's a dick move. I am empowered by this. I This, to me, I cannot tell you enough. When things like this happen, it is a huge compliment to me. I am so dangerous. Wow, do I really have that sort of influence? You ready for this, guys? Unfortunately, nobody actually listens to what I say. A lot of other people think it's ridiculous, too. <laughs> What's an eye hole? Uh, you know, a little peak hole. We're gonna look into the the mind of, of a glory a, hole. A, a glory. Gl- hole. We're gonna we're gonna peek through the glory hole and see. Uh, uh, a, oh God, that's perfect. We're gonna see uh, a, a young Baco. Anyway, um, uh, apparently I, I've, I've I've never really been a whole lot different than I am now. Uh, but uh, a friend of mine and I uh, took this song, which, by the way, I had to order in European import, and it came in in green vinyl, and uh, I had to hide it from anybody, you know, because this is one of those records that would have got taken from me. It was almost... Now, is this, is this a sing- the single or the, fo- the album that you're going to It's a through? single. It was okay, a two-sided okay. single, um, and it was almost folklore. 
Like that, did this even really exist? And it's huh. the it's the wasp song, "Fuck Like a Beast." Now the whole story is all bullshit about it getting banned and and all that stuff. It was really just kind of a a side thing, almost like that uh, Guns N' Roses live like a suicide deal, where it wasn't right. really what they they said it was. It was one of those it, things yeah. to kind of add a little steam to the the whole story of the it's band. Very, it's it's very clever what you could do back before the interwebs. Oh no the, shit. And it was hype, very effective you know? because man, when I right. saw this in a magazine article, I fucking had to get my stepmom again to write a check to send off to this company to mail me this record that I in no way could ever let her know that I had. And she also had the only <laughs> turntable in the house, only available on vinyl. I couldn't get it on cassette. In the living room, so I could only listen to it when I was the only person in the house. Which was not very often when you're fucking 14, you know? I, my, my, my stepbrother and stepsister couldn't be around or nothing, right? So it was like a f- pretty cherished item, and it is, you know, it is so stupid. Anyway, I had a buddy of mine. Uh, he was more into, like, uh, skateboard punk music, but uh, we were both very into fucking with people. And there was, like, a there was, the store was called Schultz's, but it's just like Target, Okay. And, okay. and 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 back then, boomboxes, you know, were a very popular thing. So imagine your little boom double cassette boombox. This thing was the size of like you know three desktop computers. It's a forty-two <laughs> inch fucking flat screen is is smaller than this thing. And I recorded a tape that only had the chorus. And by the way, the song you'll hear it in a second. It stops and he goes. All right, so I, I recorded about a minute of blank space and just spliced just that line in every 30 seconds or so. And I th- we threw it in this boom box, cranked the volume, and then walked you know to the other side of the store and just sat. <laughs> and, of course, you got this little old woman who's running the jewelry <laughs> counter and the music <laughs> section, and she hears this. Boom through this store, and she walks over there and like looking to see who's yelling this. <laughs> and it would be every thirty seconds. Yeah, and eventually, you know, like once she heard it again, she started hovering in one spot, and she caught it before <laughs> too long. But you know what that's like for her? That was the same thing as like you know in the middle of the night when your your uh, smoke alarm goes out of batteries. Yeah, you're trying to fig- you're trying to figure out which one is beeping, <laughs> and you're like running around. Except this one's just going. My God, one of the proudest moments of my life.
of buddies was in town. His name's Sheldon. He's from uh, Florida as well, and he was visiting. And, and I saw on the date, it just it's one of those things when people visit you, there's stuff that always happens, and then finally when people visit you, there's nothing happening. And, and, and yeah, that was yeah. just one of these weekends. Well, one of the only things that was happening in town was that Vince Neal, our hero, one of our mm. biggest sponsors. Our mascot. Our ma- <laughs> one of our first sponsors. He, the Cherubic, I like to call him. The Cherubic Vince Neal. I can Neal. see that. Well, he, he was playing uh, a venue in Denver called Elitch Gardens, which is a water park. So, so, so Vince Neal, so Vince, Vince Neal has gone from being this way back up a little. He's this is a like it's a water park, right? Like with water slides and yes. boogie board and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's a huge. And well, where does he play? Like on the side of the pool? <laughs> I don't know. So listen, so they have this anyway. Oh, carry they have on. This concert series uh, uh, that are basically they're free concerts with the. The, with uh, admission, so just imagine any of your water, your big water parks that that are in your town. It does have that. It has the whole the pool, the pool with the whole wave machine. It's got the huge twisty, whatever's coming there. It's got the that's got definitely something he would like the lazy river, and everything like that. Where where you know go. Oh, he would. He would he would rule the lazy river. You could see him with like a, uh, some kind of like blue cocktail floating around with his big old gut just slapping. Oh there. yeah, you like, go Hey, I'll see you on stage at nine. <laughs> Doctor Phil. Oh, yeah. But uh, uh, are we? Let, I guess we could hope he's wearing like an actual like nineteen twenties bodysuit or some kind of surfer thing. So he, you know we don't see him without a oh, shirt. What? You know he tours with uh, basically the slaughter bear without slaughter, right? So yeah. Oh, so Dana Strom would be there. He'd be going by too. He'd be going by. Fucking hot. He steals somebody else's drink. And there's some guy that just keeps picking up anything that looks like a drumstick and acting crazy. Like, what's that guy's name? The the crazy drummer? Dana. Oh, what's his name? Uh. Fuck Laszlo right. or Zoltan, Zoltan. Uh, but hold on, Dana Strum's on the side of the pool, bumming smokes off of some cougar. <laughs> and then some guys just like doing like, oh, you want to come backstage and beat men? Hey, is it cool if I have one of these? Yeah, thanks. I just that. And then he walks away with her beer. <laughs> you dumb bitch. <laughs> Who knew? Let me freshen this up for you. He never comes back.
actually that's the that's the show that I am the most into now that I never had heard prior to two weeks ago. Oh, right? really? And uh, they I've even been on their show. I, my Gene Simmons impersonation has been yeah. on their show. Yeah, they used a piece of our uh, analyzed kiss on Move On, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it, that that show has really benefited from being part of the Rock and Pod Expo, as far as I'm concerned, because yeah. those guys are on fire. They're oh, Cobra and Fire. Yeah. Right? Uh, they're just funny as hell. They are. Funny as hell. And I, I'm going to be on there talking about my own jerk sock. <laughs> well, I can't wait for that. <laughs> it's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 